This program is presented by Hunter's Fund, formed in memory of Hunter Watson, a young entrepreneur who died at age 20 as a passenger in a distracted driving accident. Hunter's Fund seeks to support young people with promising ideas and to raise awareness of the dangers of distracted driving. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Young Entrepreneur Series podcast. I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today joining us is Salim Dangor. How are you doing today? I am great, Jacob. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. And for those that don't know, Salim is a Hunter Watson Entrepreneurial Award winner from Syracuse University. He's the founder of Munch Jerky. Uh, and I can promise you it's going to be a great episode. Salim, where I want to start off with is this is not your first time in the entrepreneurship area and it's not your first time in the food area of entrepreneurship either um you started off with sausages i believe when you were back in high school now you're doing beef jerky uh could you take us through the progression of how you even got into entrepreneurship in the first place let alone going to do two different types of meat yeah for sure um so it started in my junior year of high school i was visiting some family uh, in europe and, um, you know, I'd spent some time there growing up. That's where my dad's family lives. You know, when the plane would touch down, besides seeing my grandma, the next thing on my mind would be to go to the hot dog stand and get a hot dog. And then in my junior year, I went to my favorite hot dog stand, got a hot dog and asked to see the packaging. Uh, and then I took a picture of it, found the manufacturer uh, who made my favorite hot dogs, reached out and managed to get them to want to work with me in, in the States. And they sent me, the idea was basically to bring these hot dogs to New York because I thought they were just so much better than what you would find in Central Park or on Fifth Avenue. And uh, the culture around hot dogs uh, in Europe was completely different than it was in New York City. Uh, it, like you knew where the meat was coming from, you knew it, it had a certain level of quality and the taste was there. So they ended up sending me a first round of samples, which got sent back at the border because there's no prior notice on them. Then they sent back a second round of samples, which got turned back for another reason. And then a third round of samples, which got turned back for yet another reason. And what I learned was that after speaking to a lawyer, it would cost me, you know, over $15,000 in legal fees just to get the first product in the States. And the entry costs were just way too high. So I was like, all right, I'll put that on the back burner and, you know, maybe revisit that in the future. So then after my freshman year, COVID hit, we went home for an extended spring break and didn't go back. And as a few months removed from hot dogs, I was pretty bored. And I was living with my sister and her boyfriend, uh, serving the Hudson Valley area, uh, Orange County. Um, and I would just wait around all day for my sister's boyfriend to get off work. And then we would go to the, the local golf course. And at this golf course, they sold this really good homemade jerky. And I just kind of became obsessed with it. And like every time we went to the course, I'd go get a bag of jerky. I tried finding comparable jerky, you know, online and in stores, and I just couldn't. So I kind of was like, oh, you know, maybe there's something here. Explored that further, started making beef jerky myself, participated in a lot of pitch competitions, did some customer discovery at school. Now I have a co-packer. And so, yeah, I'm very excited to see 
where this will go in the future. And it's awesome to, you know, see how far I've come in a little over a year. So when you get started with this, I mean, first of all, with bringing the sausage in the United States and then even moving to beef jerky, there's something very entrepreneurial about that without a doubt. And at such a young age, I think is the remarkable aspect. Where do you get this, this idea that you yourself can do this? Because a lot of people would look and say, man, I wish those sausages were in New York City and then that'd be the end of it. You actually pursued this and tried to make it happen. People would go to that golf course, say, man, that jerky's really good, and then just keep buying it. They wouldn't try and create their own jerky. What is it about you or why do you think it is that you have these things in your life that you say, I'm going to go out and try and do that myself? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I don't entirely know the answer. I think it's just, you know, uh, I'm a pretty obsessive kid or, or person. I've always been an obsessive kid uh, as kind of, you know, like I used to play sports growing up and I'd always be like the guy who's like, all right, one more shot, 10 shots later, one more shot, uh, that kind of thing. And I think that sort of made a made for a very natural transition. I, I wish I could tell you, man, but I think a, a lot of it is that, you know, I just, when I get like my mind set on something, you know, I want to see it through as far as I can. And so you move on to beef jerky. You had this idea of freshman year. Or when did the jerky idea come? Uh, freshman year uh, during quarantine. So like June of 2020. Okay, awesome. So when you won the Hunter Watson Entrepreneurial Award, was that the first award you'd received uh, for this new venture or did you already have other ones? No, so correct. That was the first award I received for this new venture. What, what, what did that feel like? Because something you and I talked about offline before was like, both of us have, you know, started our own little projects, worked on them. And it's one thing to be doing it in your dorm room and trying to figure out how you're going to do it. It's another thing to receive supplemental funding, like an award or a grant. Um, what was that feeling like to you? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was incredible, especially receiving the Hunter Brooks Watson Spirit of Entrepreneurship Award. Um, you know, above like everything else that just kind of gave me reassurance that I must be doing something right. Um, and, you know, it might not be perfect, but at least uh, I'm like grinding it out, trying to learn everything I possibly can and, you know, trying to execute as well. Did, would you say this gave you some momentum? Because I know you've gone on and I'd like you to hit on this. You've won other awards and been recognized as a, as a national fellowship and you know, did this start the momentum for you? Yeah, I, I do not think I'd be where I am today if it weren't for for that competition and for the Spirit of Entrepreneurship Award. Shortly after winning that, I got accepted into that National Fellowship Program, um, which was another great experience. And then actually about two weekends ago, I uh, won another pitch competition, which was awesome as well. And I think it really all goes back to March of 2021 with the Spirit of Entrepreneurship Award. Remarkable. So one thing that, I mean, looking back personally, I would see these things that I'd want to go out and do, and I'd sit there and I'd research and try and figure out what to do. And I think, what are these first steps? Like, how do I actually make this happen? Uh, could you break it down? Because I feel there's a lot of people listening that even if they're not going to go pursue beef jerky, they need to understand the process of how you have an idea and actually take these actions to move it forward like you have. Absolutely. Um, so I think first and foremost, like failure is a part of every venture, like you have to be okay failing, especially at the beginning, and you cannot get discouraged. Um, when I started making beef jerky, like my jerky was, I'll be honest, not great, like not very good for a while. Um, it was tough, it was chewy, it was way too salty. 
Um, and I was like, all right, that, that's where I am. That let's say in August, you know, I still didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't have my, my go-to recipe yet. I was still trying a bunch of other things. Um, and then eventually stuff will just happen if you keep persisting. Like I ended up, you know, getting this one sauce and it changed the game for me it just because I it, it fit certain criteria that I was looking for after you know having understood what I did in the past and then through my customer discovery one of my friends actually said have you ever thought about adding this to the marinade and I was like you know what that that's a great idea let me try that and that became a huge part of uh, the recipe I'm using for when I launch so I think you know, you just got to start somewhere, even if it's not great, that building block, that foundation is essential to everything that'll come in the future. And also wow. YouTube as well. And just scavenging the web for whatever it is you're trying to do. Got the resources out there. You just got to put in the time to look for them. I love that. And I, I think that's one thing I appreciate, you know, also being a recipient of, of this award as well, is that online it's painted this image of entrepreneurship as being the straight line path and then everyone having it figured out in the very beginning and then just, you know, growing in it, no hitches, no problems. But what you went through, what I've gone through and what people listening to this hopefully will be inspired to go through is not knowing what you're doing, but saying, I'm going to plant my flag right here, give it a shot. I don't care if it's terrible, but this will be my new baseline. And then every time after that, I can just build off that, build off that and build off that it's really cool to see is you tell that story of starting it in your dorm room. And, you know, it's not pretty, like we were talking about with, with the entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey. And then now you have a co a co-factor who's going to manufacture this. You have the nice custom package. You got the website, like you are reaching the point where you're ready to actually launch coming up in this November, correct? It is this November. Um, and I actually, funnily enough, right here, I have a bag of samples. Um, you might not be able to see it from my co-packer. Um, which were delicious, by the way. I loved them. Uh, however, through some testing, I realized I'm going to do a second round of samples uh, and do some A-B testing. So the launch date, I think, at this point is uh, probably going to be closer to January, which I think also makes a little bit more sense. It'll be at the start of the second semester. Um, so yeah, I, I'm ecstatic uh, just to keep going with these next few months. What, what is your goal for Munch Jerky? What are some like immediate goals or your big term vision or just where do you want to take? Yeah, for sure. So immediate goals, you know, sell through this first production run. I should have a little, a little, just a little bit under 800 units uh, for this first production run. Um, depending on, on the size, it could be, you know, almost 1500 units. So just really selling through that is going to be huge for me. Uh, get some initial points of distribution here on campus, uh, some local shops, uh, some guerrilla marketing as well, just getting in front of the consumers. In terms of the actual company itself, how are you moving forward? You mentioned you've won a couple of grants. Are you going to go raise money or what is your entrepreneurial uh, steps look like on that side? Absolutely. So I, I've secured enough funding um, for legal branding, marketing, sales, you know, this first production run. Uh, after that, you know, depending upon how that goes and how quickly I sell through, I'm definitely going to explore uh, putting together a first round of some kind, whether it's um, it'll most likely friends and family, potentially 
So eventually, in order to go nationwide, I will need some external funding. Salim, where can people find you information on your company uh, if they want to reach out? Where can they learn more about you and what, what Munch Jerky is doing? You can first sign up for the mailing list on munchjerky.com. I promise I won't send any spam, just one email when the product launches. And then as far as me, you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me. Uh, always happy to speak. You can reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at S-E-Dangor. D is in David, A-N-G-O-O-R. Um, Salim, one last question before we go. What advice would you look back and offer yourself just in general for anyone who might be listening to this who wants to get into entrepreneurship but maybe is, is struggling to figure out how to implement the idea or what to do? What advice would you offer in that realm? For someone you know, just starting out or who might be grappling with how to move forward is just keep chipping away at the stone. Um, you're bound to get somewhere. Talk to people. Don't be afraid to reach out to people on LinkedIn or Instagram. Uh, you know, from my personal experience over the summer, I was actually pretty intent on getting into a commercial kitchen here in Syracuse and making the jerky myself. And that made absolutely no sense. Um, I would not have had the time to, to do that. It, it would have been a lot, but I was dead set on it. So I reached out to someone on Instagram and he didn't respond. So then I reached out to him on LinkedIn and he responded and we chatted. And for what I was doing, I told him, you know, the sort of situation I was grappling with. And he said, all right, go look at co-packers. And I was like, you know, I've done that in the past. I looked in the tri-state, couldn't really find anyone I, I loved. And he gave me some more direction on where to look. Ended up finding a great co-packer. Um, you know, a little surprisingly quickly, I obviously did my research, I called the bunch, but, you know, within a couple of days after that call, I uh, sent in my deposit to a co-packer and, you know, now we're here, which is a pretty cool feeling. So definitely keep grinding, uh, you know, don't be afraid to get uh, criticism, whether it's negative or, you know, positive feedback, always take it with a grain of salt, but also, you know, really look at it and how, uh, you can use that to your advantage um and just don't be afraid to fail is what i'd say it's a, it's like fine to fail incredible well thank you for joining us today Salim. thank you for having me jacob support from viewers like you make these grants possible support hunters fund 